Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply for all your plumbing and irrigation needs. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Let's get right to the important stuff here, Joe. How How is the fourth kid? How's your baby? How's that coffee machine? Did it make the trip okay? It did. It uh, it got carried on in a box because I didn't trust it going underneath the plane. <laughs> um, had five bags, ten bags of beans shoved in the box as well. And, um, I'm actually sitting here looking at her right now. <laughs> you got the twins. You got number three on the way. So we'll just refer to the the coffee machine as kid number four from now on because I know you're you're <laughs> very particular. You're very particular about your coffee. I did think, though, the coffee machine, that's a lot of caffeine. It gets you all amped up. Now, under the rules in the bubble in Florida where you are currently existing, aren't you in your room, period, for a certain amount of time here? Yes. We haven't uh, been been able to leave the rules. Um, So we got in. I can't even remember when we got got in there, Tuesday night. we all got tested, waited for those results to come back, uh, which I think they got yesterday. And then last night at like 30, 10 o'clock, um, we got tested again. And then once we get these test results back, we're allowed to leave our room. So we've all been in our rooms. I put some food at your door, knock, and, knock on the door and walk off. Um, there you go. She literally just knocked on my door with some kind of <laughs> <That's> awesome, <laughs> some kind of uh, meal, uh, which I'm sure I'll share a picture of soon. Um, and then once we pass that second test, then we can start doing things as a team. I'm assuming. I'm pretty sure. So practice and stuff. So is the you can show us how the food looks, but it, is it good? You know, is the is the warm food warm and the cold food cold and it tastes good and all that? Because if I were in a room for two straight days. You know, the food would be the entertainment. <laughs> would be... uh, no, it hasn't been very good. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the picture I, I sent yeah. out. Okay. Um, but there is um, a couple options on a room service that's open a certain amount of time a day. So um, we've had a couple things off that. But, um, yeah, well, hopefully it's, it's up from here. Have uh, have you had Zoom team meetings? Has Quinn been talking hoops with you and that kind of stuff, or are you just sitting there uh, watching movies and playing computer games and reading books or whatever? Um, we had a Zoom workout. We did a little body weight, um, kind of just to to get moving a little bit. Obviously, all we've got in our room is a is a bed and a window that doesn't open. So um, yeah, just to get. So I guess the guys aren't in, in bed all day, but um, yeah, a little workout in and, and that was it. So hopefully we get cleared sometime this morning, lunchtime, and we can we can get a practice in tonight if possible. 
So I was watching a little, uh, I was uh, not far from you there in Orlando. Uh, Major League Soccer is restarting their season in a bubble. And I watched the first game, and granted, it's two teams who are probably lower down in the league and not very good, but it was a little ragged. And I just think that when it comes to basketball and soccer, you know, they're free-flowing games, and there's got to be a certain rhythm that's what we expect from professionals. And if you don't have that, then it's really not there. And I don't know how much it's just these two teams aren't very good and maybe these two teams haven't played for four months. And when you try to translate that to basketball, do you think there's going to be a little bit of that with you guys? No matter how much workout one-on-one, it's not the same as playing five-on-five. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would definitely take some time. And um, that's that's why the NBA moves, um, I, I guess, on this schedule and this plan. So... Um, we got three weeks here, I think, more or less, before the first game. Um, we've got a few preseason or whatever warm-up games um, that we can, can play, obviously, and, and get some some rust out. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, it, it'll be the fitness of getting up and down. Um, I would hope that we were, by, definitely by three weeks' time, we'd be, uh, we'd be pretty much ready to go. So, um yeah, it would be different, but it would be fun to, to be back out there practicing, finally. Since you've had a lot of time, have you uh, spent any time reading the ESPN story about the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and the rift between them? Because, Joe, you got pretty prominent placement there. <laughs> uh, I did not read it. Um, obviously saw some quotes that were pulled from the great man himself. Um, but uh, no, I didn't. I did not read. Well, let me just read the part about you, and then I won't ask you to comment so much on the other stuff. But let's see if let's see if the part about you is true. Are you ready? Brace yourself. <laughs> Joe Ingles, a respected veteran whose wry sense of humor is often an important element of the Jazz's chemistry, privately told them several weeks into the hiatus that it would be selfish and hurt their teammates if the stars held grudges against each other. Reaction? You read really well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I went to college to do this, Joe. <laughs> um, what? What? What do you want me to? Say I, I just is that fair? Is that fair? Is that accurate? This is not a quote attributed to anybody. He wrote this, and Dennis yeah, said right. in the Zoom he did a good job with the story. But I know sometimes in the media, I've gotten feedback on stories I do. You know, did you miss, did you hit it on the nose? Did you miss by 2%? Did you miss by 20%? Did you barely hit the mark at all? You know, I, I get feedback on stories I do. And so I just wondered if you were characterized accurately. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to sit here and sound, sound like I'm uh, this hero or anything. But um, no, I just sent them a, a text and said some things in it and, um, they spoke, and I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's true. I spoke to them, but um, I mean, how much does that play a part? I, I don't know. It's, um, it, it was just trying to help the situation, I guess, and, and get them on the same page. And um, there's a lot of things being written and talked about and wrote and, and all that. And I think it was just time to it was time to squash it and figure it out and move on and it happened pretty quickly and I mean they're the two the the professionals that were were in the situation and um, 
from my understanding. I mean, really, the whole time it was it was it was pretty good, but I just I wanted to, to squash anything that was um, potentially building with with the articles that were coming out or the tweets or, or whatever. So um, yeah, all good. All right, so here's another thing I read, and I thought, man, what does Joe think of this? San Antonio Spurs guard Patty Mills will be donating his salary he'll learn in or, or he'll earn in Orlando. See, I don't read that well all the time, Joe. To help social justice movements. His quote, I'm proud to say I'm taking every cent from these eight games that we're playing, which for me will turn out to be $1,017,818.54 and donate that directly back to Black Lives Matter Australia, Black Deaths in Custody, and to a recent campaign that's called We Got You, dedicated to ending racism in sport in Australia. We don't know Patty Mills here very well. You've played him with him on the national team, and maybe you age group. I'm not sure how that worked out if you knew him in Australia when you were a teenager or not, but you've known him for a while. Uh, how much did this surprise you? How much did you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, well, that's Patty? Um, well, I knew everything that was going on because I speak to him every couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the campaign that, that we're running and um, – I've joined him with, with that, and hopefully I can be a, a reasonably kind of voice or part of that. But um, no, I, I mean I've known Patty since we were fifteen, and we've roomed together at the national. Team. Like I've, I've spent probably way too much time with Patty, so um, no, it's not a surprise at all. And like I said, I'm saying you know what's, what's happening, but um, he's very passionate about it, and, and um, uh, especially with kind of what's going on now to, to put this campaign forward and, and our, our goal is to um, basically eradicate the, the racism within obviously within Australia but within sport in Australia and there's a lot of athletes there that cop it online or um, at games there's been, been AFL games people going into the little things so um, glad I can be a part of that um, campaign with him I'm I'm curious because I know a few people who know way more about philanthropy than I do, and they they've told me how people, uh, how the the really um, uh, the really invested donors don't just want to donate to causes and feel good about it, but they want to get data back, metrics back, analysis back that they know they're making a difference, whatever the issue is they're working on. Yeah. Uh, so as someone who has done some donations here locally, and you're working with Patty on some stuff that's national, international. Uh, what kind of data can you get back? So it's not just the feel good of knowing you're willing to give up your money, and that's important. But not only are you willing to give up your money, but you know it's changing people's lives, and you get the data back, so you know that for a fact. How does that work going forward? Yeah, I mean, you you, you definitely kind of look into it, um, or have people kind of do it for you. Um, but you want to make sure, I mean, me giving whatever $50,000 to someone or a certain um, company or, or whatever it is um, might go nowhere near as far as, as it will with, with some, someone else or something else. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you try and do the best you can to find out as much information. And at the end of the day, you're, you're donating because you're trying to help. So you, you obviously want to make sure that, that the money's going to the, to the right place and um, yeah, you can get numbers and stuff. There's, there's obviously a lot of different things. We've we've looked at things in the past and we've done different things 
with the bushfires and stuff, like what, what's really going to help it at this time, or, or is it is it people need help with with their living? Um, is it the volunteers that are, that are volunteering? And what what's kind of most important? And um, obviously with with what Paddy's doing, it's um, it's a really important time. And if he was deciding not to play, he, he does lose that money. So for him to play and um, decide that it's going to go to to that cause, which is he, he's super passionate about. Um, he, he'll make sure it goes to, to the right people. Here's something that's a little lighter, NBA news. And again, I thought of you when I read this. Jamal Crawford signed with the Nets as a replacement player. He's turned He turned 40 in March. He is 40 years old playing in the NBA. Old. Can you imagine being 40 and playing in the NBA? No. no. There's not a chance that'll ever happen to me. Ever. Because? Because by the time I'm 40, I'll look 60. <laughs> for starters. Um, no, I just don't. No, I, I personally don't have the desire to play that long either. Um, I've been very lucky to, to kind of make what I make, and obviously I, I, I still love playing. I, I, I love going out there, and I know one day that will die and that'll go away, and um, I'll have to figure something else out, but. Um, I've I've never wanted to. I don't want to say like hold on because Jamal isn't holding on, but um, I've never wanted to just play for the wrong reasons for for money or where I'm living or, or whatever it is. Uh, um, yeah, just when when my time's up, I'll happily walk away, and I'm very very confident that'll be a long long time before I'm forty. <laughs> Would you like to be guarded by a forty year old guy? Think of the damage you could do. I'm actually really happy for Jamal because Jamal was one of the one of the guys at the Clippers that was awesome to me when I when I first got there and was first in the NBA and um, still would catch up with him every game that we that we played and, and speak to him every now and then. And um, I was reading something the other day. I mean, his last game he had 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last yeah. NBA game he played, he had 50 points. Like that's that's hard to do in your prime. Never mind when you were he would have been. 39, 38, 39. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy he's back. You know, uh, Jeff Hornacek, when he was getting late in his career here, uh, playing with the Stockton Malone era jazz teams, said, you know, there's stuff I could do at an NBA level uh, long after I'm done playing, but there's just stuff. And with his, with him, it was his knee, and his knee was bone on bone, and, you know, just running up and down the court for yeah. 82 games, which just got to be brutal, just so painful and all that. But, you know, you wouldn't get in a horse game with him for money when he's 60. You know, that would that'd be a bad idea. He'll never forget how to shoot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I get that, that at some point, you know, it, it slips away. Because uh, the, the thing I knew about Jamal Crawford, and you obviously know him different being in, but just watching him, I mean, he is such... He's so much fun to watch because he can he can score. I mean, my gosh, you just never know. And when he gets hot, it's unbelievable. And he did it to the Jazz, you know, more than once, where he just got hot and it was just unbelievable. It was like you knew it was coming and no one could do anything about it. And, you know, he hasn't played. He's 40. He's stepping in with the Nets. We're going to be way shorthanded. But I just hope he has one game like that while he's in Orlando. You know, just, I think he will. just one uh, time. I think he's just, he, He's too talented, and um, that one of the funny things about like meeting him and, and even then when I first got him, 34, 35, um, 
and he was just so like bubbly and, and good every day, and he, he just wanted to play basketball and, and just go out and hoop and kind of be free. That was his um, kind of like his escape, I guess. Like he would just go out and play. Um, obviously, like you said, his age. He's had a, a very very long career, and I think it ended. Um, well, it was going to end um, a little bit sour with, with how it was going down, and um, I'm glad he got a, another opportunity. Um, before I'm assuming he he would <laughs> retire after this, but if he plays well, he he might might better get another job. So um, yeah, it'd be good to see him out there. Well, I've seen him interviewed. He's got a future in network TV if he wants it, and he may not want it. He may just want to be home. He's traveled enough and done enough stuff. He may not, you know, he doesn't have to work. He may not want to, but. Uh, he was. I just saw him interviewed like two weeks ago, and he was really good. So I, I would think that's out there for him if he wants it when he's finally done playing. Uh, for you, Joe, you're not done playing. You get to start playing here soon. And I'm curious, um, do, you, do you have to be careful in the first practice or two, not going all out when you haven't done this before? Dennis Lindsay was talking about, uh, he did an interview on the air, and he was talking about we need to be a little lucky you know, with the hamstrings and the back strains, because guys are going to be ramping up here pretty quickly. And I'm wondering, you know, some some people say never even think about injury because that's just a, a waste of time and more likely to cause you to get injured. Or do you, you know, take it easy and maybe Quinn draws up a practice that doesn't push you guys too hard early on? How does this start up when you're when you're allowed out of the room in a little while? Yeah, but, um, I mean, we don't <laughs> we don't know too much of the the practice plan yet. Um, but yeah, I, I, the hard the hard part is obviously. I mean, there's going to be some component of competitiveness in in the practice, and that's when you usually kind of go harder, or, or the the pressure's on, or it's kind of what what we do it for that that pressure and that um, the the goals you set and all that. So um, it's going to be competitive, and and guys are going to be going hard. Like it's just you're not going to kind of go out there and not practice hard and. Um, I obviously think our, our medical team and, and between Quinn and them and, and all that will have obviously been thinking of a plan for a while. So um, hopefully it's a good one. All right, Joe. Well, take care of yourself and uh, and take care of baby. You know, you took a lot of effort to get that coffee machine there. I don't want you to I'm mess that thing up either. Stand up and turn it on right now. <laughs> have you gone to the door to see what the food was at the door or just leave it in the hallway? Eh, whatever. Well, the, the one so we all got we all got a microwave in our room as well, which is obviously for the food because sometimes it's kind of like a. I mean, I can have a little piece. Oh boy, <laughs> I might grab that later. <laughs> I, think I'll just have, I think I'll have coffee for now. <laughs> all right, all right, Joe. Well, good luck with the next few hours of quarantine, and uh, we'll talk to you again in a week. And I hope things work Thank out in the next week in Orlando. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks, Joe. Joe Ingles joined us here, his weekly visit. And that that was classic. He's talking about the food and the knock on the door happens. I mean, it was perfect. Like, people, it's called, in TV, it's called natural sound, right? Nat sound is the short. Hey, edit the nat sound. When he says knock on the door, then you edit in the knock on the door. That was real life. Unbelievable.